everybody knows that I always pick the right Royal Rumble winner. And if people want to know who's going to win the Royal Rumble this year, all they got to do is listen to me. And I'm going to tell you right now, for the folks at home, it is going to be CM Punk. That's the Royal Rumble winner for the men and for the women. Without a shadow of doubt, put the money on Bailey. The BWF Nation, the Kick, Susan Little Babu, the undisputed BWF champion, Aaron Kick Pickle! BWF Nation, hello once again for joining us. It's another episode of the BWF Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, The Fish and G. Patrick Condon. This week we have a lot to go over. Holy shit. Uh, we have the Vince scandal. We have the Netflix deal. We have WrestleMania rumors. We had the Royal Rumble coming up. I mean, it's just so much happening right now. And this week we are going to deep dive into Jerry Lawler and Bret the Hitman Hart. Before you roll your eyes, this feud is a lot more interesting and it's fascinating. We'll we'll get into it. Condon, how are you this week? Hold on now. Jeez. Every week it's longer and longer. Um, yeah, who says... Uh, yeah, everybody knows that that feud is good. Why are you saying, you know, before... Why are you saying I such love, negative stuff? I personally love the feud. Not everybody loves the feud. Over the internet, people are, you know, not... So oh, really? Well, okay, yeah, we get into that. I could kind of understand that. I sort of started uh, that feud when it was mostly done, uh, or like halfway, so. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. And if you want to take this journey with us as we start our own road of WrestleMania, make sure you like and subscribe, turn on the notifications, leave a comment, share, go to bwfpodcast.com to see the archives. And uh, give us some money at Kofi. That thing is just dying a death. Aaron, how are you doing? Desert Wasteland there. I am doing great, my friend. It is Friday. It's the weekend. It's my birthday weekend. More importantly, I am for the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a good one. It's definitely, I think, my opinion, going to be the best Rumble that we've had in years. Wow. Mighty, mighty big uh, uh, hopes and aspirations. We're gonna have some. Uh, we're gonna have some uh, predictions for the folks. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, uh, interview maybe with uh, with the wrestler to be announced closer to that time. Maybe as we continue to um, be really the voice of the independent wrestling scene in North America, undisputed. Undisputed. With that and, being know, said, I guess it's time for us to, as you uh, alluded to, jump into the news. Yeah. 
let it go there for a bit longer. I've been hearing feedback that people just like to hear that song as long as possible. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, as far as the news goes, I guess we should uh, just start off with the number one news topic of the last 24 hours, which being that Vince McMahon is being sued for sex trafficking. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) The details are specific and they are obscene, but are they surprising? No, they're not surprising in the least bit. No. No one. Um, so there you go. Uh, yeah, but lots of details, lots of receipts, lots of specifics that, um, frankly, uh, you don't really want to know, but you can't look away from a uh, 70 year old man. He's virile. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Have you looked up this lady that uh, he has is being sued by? Yes. Yeah. She looks so sweet and innocent, man. Like it just makes you feel so bad for her. Like, oh my I know. God. Like, it just goes to show. Sorry, for anybody who doesn't know what's going on, I'll very briefly go over it. Uh, this poor lady was being used uh, as an object for sex to get Brock Lesnar to re-sign with the WWE. She was being passed around between uh, Johnny Laronitis and Vince McMahon and threesomes. Um, and said threesome or one of the said threesomes Vince McMahon took a shit on her head and uh, made her continue to pleasure Johnny Laurinaitis while he went into the shower and then he came out of the shower and she still had to continue to gratify him uh, apparently he bought her all kinds of gifts like including BMWs and cars and clothes and all that stuff. there's all kinds of receipts it's all there I mean this lawsuit just gets more and more fucked up as as days go and there's going to be a lot more coming out i mean apparently this is just the tip of the iceberg and there's going to be a lot more coming out about vince mcmahon in the near future in the near future um oh god i was reading through the text messages that he was sending her yes now actually while you bring that up do you have your phone with you by any chance right now i do yeah because i think that it might be good check your email because uh, I just sent you that, and I was thinking it might be good if you uh, read out the text messages just to give people sort of a real understanding of what it is that this grandfather was texting to this sweet lady. Um, and if you would indulge me, Bishop, could you do it in uh, Vince McMahon impression, please? I don't know if we should be doing this. It seems like this is bad taste. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Please. Not bad taste? No. Okay. I love it. That's you, Janet. You just can't get enough, can you? In the- One out letters. Let others see that beautiful, voluptuous body and watch you shake uncontrollably when you come. They'll go out of their minds. I'm not doing any more. That's enough. That's enough. Vince, that's disgusting. Oh, God. There's a bunch of stuff to unpack about all this. Number one, if you are pooped on and somebody gives you a brand new bmw 
I think that that's fair. That's a fair trade. Now, you could get into the sort of technicalities, which we don't know in this lawsuit. We don't know if Vince asked her if it was okay to poop on her before he did it. We don't know if she was okay with it. And we don't know if there was any exchange of gifts for the pooping. We do know that Brock Lesnar did not have sex with this girl. She did tape herself and sent him a video of her urinating and uh, Brock called her a bitch. Aaron, what say you? I mean, listen, she could have been afraid for her job, but I mean, she was getting gifts for like years and years and years. Like from, there's actually a list of gifts that she's been getting online from 2019, I think until 2022. It's a long list. Um, have you ever, I don't understand, the more I hear about the wealthy, the less I understand about them. Um, I've never been inclined to want to poop on anybody. Um, I guess it's a ownership kind of thing maybe, but it seems uh, just, you know, messy. Obviously Vince went and took a shower um, and then Johnny never stopped either. Vince took a shower and Johnny continued on. I mean, that's depravity there on a whole new level. It's so fucked. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so fucked. I can't even believe we're talking about this on air. Like, what? And it's covered by national news. This is the world we live in now. Like, what you have to do to shock somebody is is this. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you really communicated it with the text messages, but I find it odd that Vince says, when he says you're, it's you are, like very young uh, or uneducated sounding to put the you are. I would have pegged a billionaire right now, W or Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, your. Um, and as I said to you in a private message, like uh, in the documents of said pooping, um, for whatever reason, it's listed as Vince and his friend in quotation marks. And I said to you, and I'll say it again, I don't think uh, it should have been in quotation marks. It suggests that maybe this wasn't Vince's friend. And Aaron, I don't know who else you would be doing these things with if not a friend yeah definitely not a total stranger but um now do you know the whole reason why this is even becoming like coming out in light how she can even talk with this because she signed contracts and stuff to shut to be quiet you know not to talk with the stuff you're gonna so, say shut the fuck up there for a second oh <laughs> okay <laughs> that's terrible yeah but uh, apparently there's uh you know uh every year he gives her so much money like uh, so many millions of dollars or whatever yeah, and, millions. and apparently vince missed the last 100 million or the last one million dollar payment and she was like fuck you and brought everything to light can you imagine like uh yeah so i mean yeah it's a business transaction that uh vince uh didn't fulfill his end of the option uh end of the agreement and really like if there's anybody that you're going to pay hush money to it's somebody that you poop on i would imagine 
That'd be at the top of my list. Before Mm -hmm. even the IRS, before you're paying Jonathan Coachman the money that he's owed from uh, XFL uh, bonuses or whatever, I would go, hold on, I got to pay this person for, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you why, but really important that I make sure that they get paid right now. Yeah. So that's on you, Vince. And yeah, I think that um, I think that this woman does look very sweet and innocent in the photo that I've seen of her. Um, I think that. Uh, Do you think she's me a little bit? What? Oh, wow. Yeah, I never really thought about that. I think that. Um, yeah, I, I think that. Uh, it, this is transactional and um and vince is sort of getting what he's paid for uh and um it it, it all comes out in, in the wash much like when somebody poops on you i wash that off is there anything else that's happening well there was big news until all that shit came out uh, yesterday uh netflix oh, I- oh sorry Netflix. Go ahead. Sorry. Netflix has secured the rights to Monday Night Raw. Actually, the whole goddamn library, WWE library, for the next 10 years and a $5 billion deal up here in Canada. We're going to see everything between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the pay-per-views, or sorry, premium live events, and the entire catalog from before. So... Netflix is going to cut out apparently the bottom tier of their uh, subscription deals and jack prices up for everything else. Is this a good thing? What do you think? Well, I don't watch the product. Uh, so it's not going to make uh, that much of a difference to me. And I'm still using somebody else's uh, membership. So, um, so, but the premium live events, the current ones are going to be on Netflix, eh? Nope, everything. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like even WrestleMania and stuff. I mean, the business has changed, and uh, and it's crazy that you know years ago we would be paying forty dollars for these things a month. You know, and WrestleMania was even more. But uh, you know, wrestling always evolves with uh, with it, and is in a lot of the ways the leader for the rest of um, things that sort of fall into that category, like MMA and whatever. And uh, if you had told some of these old fogies that they'd be giving away title matches on free TV, uh, like they did back in the '90s, they'd say that you're killing the business. So um it's cool it's evolving it's not uh, gonna really make a difference for me personally i don't think that much but uh, i think uh it'll be good and i'm not sure if you mentioned this or not but netflix also has the option of uh, extending um at the five-year mark is it um oh actually i, I didn't know that yeah so i believe I believe it, the deal can be either five or an option to pick it up at 10 and an option to pick it up even further beyond that. And I want to say, I want to say 20 years, but that might be crazy, but there's, there's, it could be there for a very long time. I don't think it's going to be there for that long. Um, I think that Netflix is going to find out what everybody else finds out, which is that people are going to watch wrestling and then not watch anything else that's on there. So, um, 
So it's so yeah, I haven't really thought about it too much beyond that if that's going to help a streaming service or not. Like if they care, because it's yeah, maybe it won't even matter now because with Netflix, I think their whole thing is just making sure you don't leave Netflix, you whatever you're watching, and if you put all those libraries on there and it's all that content and these uh, nerds like us are just watching the old stuff over and over again, maybe it'll be a good deal. I think it'll be good in the long run for us as fans and as Netflix. It's crazy to think that we cut cable, you know, to get Netflix. Now Netflix has become cable almost. It's, yeah, it's, I know. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, next up in the news and rumors, what the fuck is going on with the main events at WrestleMania? Are we getting Roman Reigns and The Rock? Are we getting CM Punk and Cody Rhodes? Are we getting Gunther and Seth Rollins? Or is that all a load of bullshit? Condon. What's happening, brother? Who's winning the Rumble this week? Who's going to WrestleMania? What's happening? Well, our main thing last week was going over how much we had hoped Seth Rollins was hurt enough to not make it to WrestleMania, and uh, I believe he is going to make it there, which uh, you know we we suspected might be the case. Uh, so I think CM Punk is going to win uh, the Rumble this year. Uh, which we'll get more into in predictions. Um, I think that I think that Cody Rhodes' story has a long ways left to go, and we're just starting to explore it now. And there might even be a heel run in there before he eventually gets what he's looking for. And I think it'll be all that better. You know, um, would have been you know one thing for them to finish it up after his first year there, but I think that bringing in the Rock and the dynamics there. Like it goes beyond Roman Reigns and it doesn't really make that, it never made that much sense. And what didn't seem perfect for these stories that they were doing, that Cody was going to be the one to end Roman's um, reign. And uh, even a year later, it doesn't seem like that makes as much sense as some other ways. So, uh, yeah, so I think that um, you got CM Punk there that, uh, there's a program between those two guys that could uh, last for a long time. Um, and I don't think we're in any rush. And I don't think Cody is either, uh, like behind the scenes. If it was me, I would like to have Punk and Cody at WrestleMania still. I think to me, that's the match. We saw the electricity, you know, the what they had in the ring the other night in that promo. It gave me, you know, the Brett and Sean vibes. It gave me the Rock and Austin vibes. It you know that's that's the match that's the program here i would have them go out at wrestlemania winner goes on to face the champion at backlash in france but <clears throat> yeah I, I i agree i think cody is going to win the chamber i think punk's going to win the rumble i think it's going to be cody versus reigns at wrestlemania they might save rock and reigns for next year and i think Cody's really you don't think it's going to be rock and reigns this year i got a feeling it's going to be wait uh, until next year i just got a sinking feeling in my gut uh just, just because the rock said he wants to have a long build in the last interview he said so i mean if he wants a long build to have the greatest wrestlemania of all time it's probably going to take a full year to build it so uh yeah i think cody loses again <laughs> wrestlemania and i agree i think there's there's a heel run in there i think we're going to see heel cody versus a fake a face punk uh probably at SummerSlam. Mm, yeah wow 
Yeah, um, all of it very possible. A little disappointing. I kind of want to get this rock thing done with. I don't think rock has. Uh, I don't think rock has a long storyline left in him. I think that um, he is. He's not in ring shape, and he's not going to get. A, you know, he's not getting any younger. But that's selfishly too. I just want to see this match because we're going to be out there and be cool to see the Rock. But I'm sure he'll be kicking around anyways now that he's on the board of the thing. Um, yeah, it's crazy too. Like uh, that uh, CM Punk and uh, Cody Rhodes thing. There was no, as far as I remember, beyond Cody saying that he went and did everything that Punk said he was going to do. They didn't make any kind of references to AEW in any sort of way, did they? Yeah. I mean, oh, God, if there's anything that has exposed AEW, I think it's that Tony Khan had both of these guys and they did not feel as big as they <laughs> at their most, even CM Punk. And, and, you know, Tony did everything for him. He got rid of the rating system. You know, he got he gave him his own show. CM Punk did not feel as big as he does now. And it goes without saying that Cody wasn't who he is now. No, absolutely. Well, my friend, I think that is it for the news roundup for now, unless you can think of anything else you want to talk about before moving on. Nope, uh, that's it. Alrighty, what is next, my friend? Well, I think we are, I think we are, we're going to throw to an interview now, uh, which we could do. Or do you want to do these uh, Royal Rumble predictions? Because I think uh, that's what the people want to see. Well, fuck it. Let's roll on with these predictions. All right. So we got the Royal Rumble coming up. Uh, this is uh, all in play with what could be the final labor for Aaron Bishop, meaning that his belt is taken away from him if he doesn't do everything that he needs to do to win this week and then he's got to win the week after and it could be it could be yeah there it is there it could be a miracle run but it would have to be a miracle um aaron the 2024 royal rumble there you go not a lot of matches announced we could probably run the whole system on this yeah there's four matches announced and not a lot of people announced either um, for either Royal Rumble. I'm looking at it here now. Um, but let's do it. So we'll start off with Logan Paul versus uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens does not have a shot in fucking hell of winning this match. <laughs> so no. um, yeah, so I, I got Logan Paul on this too. Then we got the fatal four-way match. Now, before I jump uh, to it, we could spend a little bit more time. Uh, Kevin and so Logan has signed another extension, which I thought that he had already done before this, but he signed another one. And then they had this kind of cool thing where they got into a fight at the performance center. Yeah, I've seen that there. And a really cool way to get the PC people involved in an angle, you know, get them some exposure on TV for a little bit, just to give them a taste of how things are produced and run in a backstage vignette kind of thing. Uh, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens, they were there working out together 
Kevin Owens was leaving. Logan Paul said something. He threw something at Kevin Owens. They got into the ring and started brawling with the the PC um, students having to separate Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. It was actually run. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that Kevin Owens would be it would be a greater program uh at any other time of the year but there really isn't anything like you know that logan paul is uh so valuable to them with that championship and going around wearing it uh and (laughs) kevin owens as good as he is he ain't that guy currently um speaking of which we got a fatal four-way of three not that guys against roman reigns um it's going to be a great match but foregone conclusion yeah it'll be all right but i mean yeah foregone conclusion always kind of just takes the magic out of it a little bit roman reigns either by some screw job or whatever the fuck roman reigns retains yeah i think that it's gonna set up do you who do you see the program i like i'd like to see aj and la Knight at wrestlemania that might be a good program they're both old tna guys i heard um, it was going to be Knight and logan paul oh really hmm uh that's interesting and have you heard anything about aj styles on your little heard. message boards he's gonna turn heel but besides that isn't he already heel face right now isn't he or is he nah, I think he turned heel right away oh did he is he heel already okay well there you so oh, at least I was right <laughs> yeah yep that's good uh and then Randy Orton I don't know would they put Randy and AJ in a program again at Mania their last one match was was I remember their last match being one of the best of WrestleMania that year but it was not a great WrestleMania yeah Man, I have no idea. Fucking, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. We're gonna go with this mid card stuff. They have so many directions they could go. Honestly, right? Yeah, know. Gunther is still around there too, because I don't think Gunther is going to be winning. I guess that would be a good transition into the men's Royal Rumble match. Who do you got for that? If it's not Punk, it's Gunther. Um, would triple h go man i just got a feeling triple h is going to do man i don't know i don't know it's gotta be punk it's gotta be punk right right (laughs) if not him then cody um everybody is like this is the most unpredictable royal rumble ever but it it, it might not be those two guys but it is very obvious that it's would be one of those two guys right other person that it could possibly be my mind is Gunther. Uh, yeah, Matt doesn't have a contract extension yet past Mania, so we'll see. And they were talking that Lesnar was going to show up, and I think that at one point, and I hope to God it would be the same thing that it would be Gunther, Gunther, and uh, Lesnar at Mania. Um, today that Lesnar was pulled from the Rumble. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, what's going to happen now? Bad timing. And this Jezebel's you know, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, lawsuit. Wait until after the, the premium live event, please, next time. <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ, right? Think of us. Well, but, I mean, uh, she wait, why didn't she announce this before the announcement of The Rock and all this kind of stuff with Netflix? I, I mean, I guess she didn't know that. 
And she knew the rumble was coming up. I don't know. Busy week, as you said. So, and I'm looking at the list here now. Of course, I'm just joking, by the way, everybody. Just so they're on record, she's a victim. Vince McMahon is awful. And uh, it's awful, awful stuff. Uh, but if you can't deal uh, an appropriate, uh, 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 with the humor in this thing, uh, we're all just going to kill ourselves. You got to laugh at it. Laugh at the board. So I'm looking at the uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, thoughts and prayers go out to her family. I hope that she is able to heal from this, um, and uh, it's definitely worth a couple million dollars. If somebody poops on you, uh, without a doubt, would take that deal. And I have on here that there is only uh, less than 15 wrestlers. And actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I believe Vince started to groom her after finding out that her family died and she uh, didn't have anybody else to turn to. And so uh, there is no thoughts and prayers to go out to her family, but to the victim herself, thoughts and prayers. Only one SmackDown person announced so far. Aaron? Yes. Just one SmackDown. Who's that? Bobby Lashley. Everybody else is from Raw. Poor old Bobby. My pick for the biggest drop off, fade off in in uh, 2023. Women's Royal Rumble match. Oh, Aaron, we got a prediction. I, I'm going to go with Gunther in the Rumble just to. That, no, no think- don't do it. Don't do it because I got a way around this. Don't you worry. I got a way oh. around this. Pick who you want. Okay. Women's, so who do you want for the record? For a record? Yeah. Honestly, I think it's just with Triple H having Punk and Cody in the ring at the, at the end there, I, it, it's too obvious. Like, it, I don't know. I think he might go for a swerve, man. I, I, I feel it in my gut. There's a swerve coming. I'm, I'm going to say Gunther. Fuck it. Okay. Okay, and I guess uh, what happens now, because there's 30 men, so would we consider it either you win or you don't for us, or is it who goes the longest, who's in there, if our guys are, you know, second last? I don't know. The Women's Royal Rumble match, who do you got in that? There is six announced. Who gives a fuck? Now... That is inappropriate, okay? I was just joking about the disgusting sexism and perversion of Vince McMahon and his victim, but we all know that you're being very serious when you say you don't respect or like women's wrestling. Now, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm saying that the women's division outside of Rhea Ripley is boring as fuck. So that being said, Becky Lynch is my pick. Bicky Lynch. Bicky Lynch is your pick. That would make her a two time. That's not a. That, ah, that would make the wee lass a two time WrestleMania champion. Uh, or a Royal Rumble winner, sorry. Um, maybe I'll go Bailey, actually. I don't think I might go Bailey. Cool. Uh, okay, so I wanted to do this. If we had ended up picking uh, the same stuff. Um, I, I had a way around it, but I still want to utilize this uh, little thing that I came up with. And that is, I think we can have, we should have a random number picked for us. And we could use this as a, 
oh what uh we could use it as a multiplier or a, a, a bonus if you will but i think we should uh, spin the wheel and well uh, spin the wheel and whoever's number happens to win if it's not the ones that we pick or whatever we will somehow use that it'll just be a little bit more fun what do you think aaron oh, well that's a good idea all right so here we go we got the numbers one to 30 there there is no joking around here i'm obviously don't know anything uh beforehand uh is cody announced as number one or anything like that nobody's one or 30 or any of that shit. No. all right so um do you want do you want the first spin or shall i take uh, it and you you came up the concept you may have the first spin thank you okay son of a bitch that's a great number all right 23 is my number a lot I'll of Royal that. Rumble numbers twenty-three. It could be, could be. All right, I'll remove that uh, that number there, and here is your number, Mister Bishop. I swear to God, number one. I'll take it. I'll take it. Twenty-three. So we'll see if any of those is a. Uh, you're a gambling man. You like gambling. I don't know what you would call that, but a multiplier or a, a bonus or a whatever. One of us happens to win it, then maybe you can block uh, losing your uh, uh, belt if you lose overall or something in your pocket like that or uh, future considerations. We'll see. I, I just thought this up before we went to air, okay? Uh, seems like fun. Yeah. But I got to tell you, Aaron, and I know that you went with Gunther to be a good sport and uh, drama for the show, and I think he'll do a good showing, but everybody knows that I always pick the right Royal Rumble winner, and if people want to know who's going to win the Royal Rumble this year, all they got to do is listen to me, and I'm going to tell you right now, for the folks at home, it is going to be C m punk that's the royal rumble winner for the men and for the women without a shadow of a doubt put the money on bailey she's got a great bum and thank god vince didn't get to her aaron what do we got next oh my goodness what do we have next uh is it uh, our, interview? our interview are we gonna throw that okay in yeah so throw throw to you the interview uh we had great response from uh, your stuff last week. Um, you uh, people, they just love hearing you chit chatting, Aaron. <laughs> chit chatting with the bitch intro. I swear to God, man, I was laughing so hard the first time I watched that through. I had no idea it was coming. Yeah, great, great stuff. Love it. But yeah, this week we have an interview uh, with a familiar face around here, Andrew Anderson. Uh, he was on the podcast a few weeks ago with Kevin Sullivan. Andrew is currently down in Costa Rica, and he's going to be joining us at WrestleCon this year. And he's always, always a great chat. So here we are with another edition of Chit Chatting with the Bish with Andrew Anderson. Questions. 
Making sure to be nice That's what you get When you're chit-chatting with the bish BWF Nation Joining us this week is a very special, familiar guest to the podcast. This week, we have movie stuntman and independent wrestler extraordinaire, Andrew Anderson. Andrew, my friend, thank you again for joining us. What's going on, Aaron? How are you, man? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. How's Costa Rica treating you? Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, you can't, can't get any better. You know, I, look, look at this. I mean, I got beautiful tropical climate and i have the most beautiful woman on the planet sitting over there on her computer wor working uh remotely from home Hi. so <laughs> the lovely miss karen my my manager slash valet slash fiance and uh, you know and uh you know as a matter of fact i got a coconut not the one that hit jimmy snook in the head but i drank some fresh coconut milk before nice. you know coconut water coconut water yeah yeah there you go <laughs> so but very good. So what's going on? Oh, this is it, man. I just wanted to bring you on. You know, I just have a you know quick chat, nothing serious, but uh, to say hello to the nation, let them know that uh, we're going to be at WrestleCon uh, in, in in April. Uh, you're going to be down there with us as our guest. Also, Jason yep. Knight is going to join us yep. as well. ECW ECW original Jason Knight. Yep, he's going to be there with us too. So we're gonna have a blast, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn WrestleCon on uh, Philadelphia on its ear, right? That's right, that's right. We're gonna be live so, down there for everybody, bringing it right to their living room. We're going to have interviews. It's gonna be a great time. And if you put that microphone in my hand, you never know what might happen. Who we might get on the interview circuit with us? There you go, there you go. So stay tuned, everybody. Uh, so, my friend Costa Rica, are you down there trying to? uh bring wrestling down into costa rica because you're saying before, uh, before i heard that there's no wrestling down there right no there's no wrestling there's boxing and but wrestling is in is in parts of south america like central america i know there's a wrestling company in panama there's some wrestling companies in south america like in brazil and stuff but there's really nothing in costa rica mm -hmm. so um we're, we're, we're it's 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 not it's not off the books. <laughs> let's just let's just put it that way. It's not off the books. So, very good, very good. Uh, how long are you down there for? Are you coming back anytime soon? Or I'm going to be here for for the uh, for about a month, and uh, I'll be back home in uh, February. I have to do the um, on February 17th the New England Fan Fest in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island. When I do the New England Fan Fest with Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Dennis Rodman and Sergeant Slaughter, God, uh, Tony Atlas, a bunch of people. So, you know, um, maybe I'll do a call in for you guys over there. We'll do something quick with 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 a couple of people. Oh, so, get awesome. some people on 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 the video screen. We have the time difference is going to be a little crazy, but hopefully you can do it because it's on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, no, we'll make it work absolutely. <laughs> have you ever met Dennis Rodman before? Yes. Yes. I met him twice. I met him at the uh, big event, in New York, and I met him somewhere else. I forgot where it was. Uh, I, I think I was, I think I was with the nasty boys when I met him. I think I met him. Some, yeah. I think I met him somewhere in, in Florida. I, I met him at, in, in LA right around the time the shooting of the wrestler. Okay. I met him in LA right around the shooting of the wrestler. That's when I met him. That's when I met him. I met Charles Barkley, I think with the nasty boys. So nice. So um for anybody who doesn't know it there uh our friend here andrew anderson was a stuntman in the movie the wrestler so if you haven't checked that movie out 
do so. He's in it. It's actually, honestly, I was a trainer for the movie, The Wrestler, but I, I actually was, I portrayed myself in the movie. I oh. played myself in the movie. Yeah, I played myself in the movie. I, that was one of the movies. I, I was a stuntman in a lot of TV series and uh, uh, Gotham and then eventually became uh, um, one of the Gotham villains, um, one of the demons of, of Gotham with the biker demons. And uh, so I did a lot, a lot of stunts over the years, you know, and, uh, you know, but mostly it's SAG-AFTRA, you know, you know, acting and uh, Screen Actors Guild. And just now, uh, you know, the, the latest, the project i'm tagged with is daredevil so daredevil rebirth reborn so awesome. disney streaming yeah well i, so I mean, good. Uh, gotham was one of my guilty pleasures i i really did like that show i watched every episode so it's really Bro, cool. they made me look like johnny bravo on that show <laughs> my hair was sticking up 10 feet high you know and 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 they had me I, look I, I, at that point I was I was powerlifting and I was close to three hundred pounds. So they 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 had me do like forty bumps. No, actually, uh, I'm lying. Fifty two bumps on uh the on a on a concrete floor inside an uh, an old car garage that was being used as a chop shop. And um, uh, Selena and Tabitha, so Tabitha shot me, and Selena used the whip to pull the sawed off shotgun out of my hand now they had me do these bumps i took i took 49 bumps leaving my feet landing on nothing but a thin two inch pad underneath my leather jacket which was why i looked even bigger in the jacket I look actually heavy in the jacket because it was a two inch pad in the back foam pad under the biker jacket because i was taking bumps with that thing on onto the concrete and the collar was was filled with foam to protect my neck so I took 49 bumps. One of the bumps I was about to take, they scrapped it. That was 50. Number 51 and 52, I want to they wound up using one of those, which was not even a bump, which was me getting sh the shotgun pulled out of my hand by the whip. Okay. And uh, the shot fired into my chest, me bouncing off the side of a 57 Chevy and sliding down like that. And I was like, at that point, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I just freaking killed my body. Freaking take after take after take, you know. And the whole thing was this: that it was the the whip used by Catwoman Selena was being used to whip the um, the sort of shotgun out of my hand. Okay. Now there was no whip. It was she had the, uh, she made it look like she was using a whip, but the rest of it was CGI'd. So I would have to somehow throw the shotgun. And to make it look like it was being pushed, pulled out of my hand. And at the same time, when the shots were fired, boom, boom, I had to take the, the big bump. So there was a problem because it, no matter how we tried to do it, it looked like I was throwing a shotgun away. So they finally tied a piece of fishing wire and pulled it out of my hand uh, at like 10 takes. So which worked, wound up working good for the final shoots. But um, I always say Gotham took at least five years off my life, you know, with those bumps, man. That was brutal, man. That was worse. Oh, I left. I landed on softer rings and softer sidewalks than that. Oh my god, brutal! <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, I got the I have I have one of the most iconic death scenes in uh, murder scenes in uh, in 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 TV show history, where I take one of my fellow bikers' faces, who we we presume is a snitch. 
and I put his face up to the back of a peeled out motorcycle that's on blocks. And I literally grind his face off to the, you know, which was freaking amazing. And, you know, I just remember they were doing something on the Grammys, uh, not the Grammys, the, uh, the Emmys. And they showed that scene on it. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's awesome. So that was in 2018. Of, yeah, I think it was 2018 or 2017. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, so, I, so that, that's where that's pretty freaking cool because I was in the movie The Wrestler. And uh, I always say I was the co-star of the movie, The Wrestler. It offends a lot of people that were in the movie that really didn't have a speaking role because I got a speaking role. I got sad credits for it. I wound up getting platform, using that as a platform. I played myself in The Wrestler. I was in there. Pro- pro- my scenes were probably lasted about everything together was probably two minutes. But in that two minutes, I'd always, the heel that I am, I would say, co-star of the movie the wrestler you know so i want to be using that as a platform and it pisses some people off they just don't get it but you know what i don't care you know it, it it got me all these other movie roles but that being said the movie the wrestler i was on screen on the big screen at the oscars with my scenes with mickey work mm-hmm. or, or were previewed during the during its oscar nomination and my scenes from gotham were previewed on the Emmy Awards. That's so that's cool. <laughs> pretty cool, right? That is so cool. Yeah, man. It's awesome. How many people can say that, right? <laughs> it's so now, cool. right? I mean, fuck, man. Too bad uh I, my, my 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 when I was bodyguarding for Ace Fraley or for Alice Cooper or from uh for, for Peter Chris over the years, too bad uh I didn't get a little clip of that somewhere and show up on the Grammys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It, but, and, but your life is so interesting like you just mentioned that you're you've been a bodyguard for rock stars uh you you hunt down people and give them subpoenas i mean you you pretty much said done it all like you've seen it all done it all um yeah i cannot wait to see a, a WrestleCon and just like be able to pick your brain and talk to you some more and hear some of these stories because uh it i, I can only imagine <laughs> what you said wait, wait, listen i gotta i gotta tell you a funny story so yeah, yeah. i have to serve i have to serve this woman in newark new jersey the worst part right in the middle of the hood and it was late june it was 90 freaking six degrees outside i'm banging on this woman's door um it was it was for this kid um her son i didn't know it was a kid i just know i know the name i don't read the case or anything you know i I go with the cover sheet and I find out where they're at and I, I track them down to their address and I'm knocking on the door and this old woman comes out and she looks out the window and she goes, who, who, who there, who there? And I said, I'm going to go, um, I'm, I'm serving a, um, I have a summons. Uh, no, I have a, yes, this was just a, a civil summons. I said, I have a civil summons for so-and-so. She says, he's been dead for six years. Who's suing my boy? Well, I said, I said, well, you can come down and pick it up. She said, hold on. I'll be right there. Three seconds later, a freaking bucket of fucking dirty soapy water comes flying out the window right on me. And I just got out of the way. Somehow I knew something was was up. I stepped out of the way. The water hit. It smelled like ammonia. It was definitely mop water. And I was like, I was like, ma'am, I said, don't hate the messenger, you know. I mean, yeah. this is this is my this is my this is my daytime gig, you know. what I'm saying I, I don't want I, I don't want to tell her at nighttime to run around in my underwear, you know. What I'm saying body slamming people, but you know, right. Oh my goodness, um, our good friend Kevin Sullivan. I noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, I noticed that he's been uh, on the Hannibal uh, YouTube channel lately, doing his own podcast over there, and 
Uh, it's great insight. If anybody hasn't seen it, go check it out. I mean, he's talking about Starcade and all, all kinds of uh, goodies from back in, back in the day. Um, are you guys going to be coming back on the BWF Wrestling Podcast anytime? Absolutely. Soon? We're making a plan of it. We're, we have to finish part two where Kevin actually has some uh, video to go with the audio. Yeah, you know, right. We had a little glitch at that time. Yeah, so... You know, but uh, I actually, Kevin's going to yell at me tomorrow because I haven't talked to him since I landed in Costa Rica. And he is like, where are you? Where are you? Every day. Call me. Call me. Where are you? You're an asshole. You didn't call me. Call me. Um, sorry, Kevin. I just, you know, by the time I get shit done and everything, I mean, I'm on lazy time over here. Uh, Karen's working her ass off remotely. She's she's a, a trauma therapist and uh, she deals with trauma and uh, she puts away sexual offenders and, and uh, um, sex offenders and and uh, helps people with a lot of lot of really rough issues in life. So I mean, she's actually a superhero. I just dress as one. <laughs> so, no, but, uh, Thank you so much, Karen, for all the work you do, man. Like. There's people like you. We need the world needs more people like you. Honestly, listen, she's great. She's great. She's amazing. I mean, um, she's amazing at what she does. She's helped a lot of people. She's. We're actually here in Costa Rica because she's. Uh, she has her house down here, and we're also doing. She's doing the training um, for her. Uh, just for her, her expanding her, her. Um, what, what would you say it is? Expanding your credentials or whatever it is. Uh, with the training. Yeah, I gotta yeah. keep my certification. You gotta keep her certification up for trauma. So she's up here with one of the big wigs in trauma in the world um, mm -hmm. uh, that she's down here with, and she's gonna be uh, doing a um, seminars and stuff with him like that over here in training sessions. So, which is pretty cool, you know. So, but it's beautiful down here, man. Um, we we we've been walking the beach every night, uh, looking at the sunsets, hanging out. You know, I mean, nothing nothing fancy. It's simple life. You know, what I'm saying we make dinner at home. I mean, we're not here. It's not a vacation. You know, what I'm saying we're not out here partying every night. You know, what I'm saying right. it's 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 our home. So we're cooking and hanging out. And I'm getting bitten up by mosquitoes and uh, trying to avoid pizzotes, which are like these like raccoon creatures that half possum, no, third possum, one third possum, one third raccoon, one third monkey because i don't know what the fuck they are <laughs> i was cleaning the front i was sweeping i was sweeping our, our patio and all of a sudden this thing came out in september with these fucking teeth came up like this and came down like that and it had a snout like a like a possum but it didn't look like any possum i ever saw and the thing made these noises going <laughs> and i, I do it i shit myself I shit myself, man. Give me Abdullah the Butcher with a fork and a fucking goddamn turkey baster any day. You know? <laughs> hell, hell no. You know? That thing looked like a freaking would have took my hand off. And then we're down on the beach, and uh, I posted on Facebook a sign that said, uh, danger, no swimming in the estuary crocod crocodiles and everything. And um, we go we go to dinner with one of our, one of our friends' house, and uh, – we're sitting there and we're talking and the guy's a fisherman. And he says, yeah, at the, at the Marina, he goes, guy was uh line fishing and got killed by a 13, 14 foot crocodile. He sends me the video. I'll send it to you later on, on messenger, Aaron. Yeah. And uh, the guy's being dragged around like a fucking doll, like a, like a GI Joe doll being dragged around in the freaking estuary and in, the, in the, the Marina going under the bridge with the giant freaking crocodile. I was like, so I was like, you know, we're walking these beaches and everything, and they're they're, they're everywhere. You just don't see them, but they're around there. We've oh, seen a six footer yeah. in uh in off the estuary in uh in late September, 
Um, I was throwing sticks to try to rile him up because you know me again. I can't just let anything be, you know. So, but it was uh, it was pretty scary. It's it's scary because I mean those things are prehistoric, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, please be careful. <laughs> My goodness. Um. So yeah, yeah you, you got it. You got it. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Um, before I let you go, I want to get too much of your time tonight. I know you're down, you know, enjoying the night in Costa Rica, but, uh, before we go, speaking of Hannibal, I know that me and you, uh, we were talking on the phone a few, like a month or so ago, and you mentioned, uh, the spike story, um, with, with, with Hannibal. I was just wondering if you, yeah. could, uh, just quickly, I don't know, uh, tell the, the audience if they haven't heard it before, uh, what that story is, what happened, uh, cause it's crazy. Well, well. I was in the ring. I I get in the ring and, and there was a spot where this referee paid his way into the business, I guess. I guess he did a few shows, but he paid to get spiked by Hannibal. The, the gimmick was Hannibal was wrestling Carlito as a blood hunter. And uh, he, he was a blood hunter. He was wrestling Carlito. And, and uh, the finish was supposed to be, we come out, we throw Hannibal the spike and Hannibal gets a spike. And Carlito knocks me out of the ring and whatever it, it, it worked out it worked out the way it was supposed to work out but the finish was a little fucked up so kevin kevin has the spike he's supposed to he's at the at ringside with uh with hannibal's valet um he's supposed to hand the spike to hannibal but he doesn't he he animal's not turning around so he's not seeing the spike okay. at that point i was supposed to run down earlier and come in and interfere and stop mixing it up with Carlito, Carlito and me powder out of the ring and, and ends up being a disqualification for, for, uh, for Hannibal. Mm -hmm. So story happens. I get, I grab the, the, the spike, I throw it in the ring. Hannibal grabs it. Um, what happens? Uh, he kicks Hannibal, Hannibal drops it. I turn around, start bipping Carlito in the face. Me and Carlito go back and forth, back and forth. Carlito kicks me in the, in, in, in the stomach, throws me out through the ropes, follows me out in the ring we go out over the guardrail into the crowd the crowd is packed at over a thousand people in the place so we're fighting through the crowd and uh me and carlito get in the back we, we somehow we got in the back there was a door we just we just fought through it we didn't know where we were going we we're like where to now you know so so we go through we wind up in the locker room we're fine we're sitting there with mick foley a bunch of other people and um uh all of a sudden i hear um Amp, can somebody get an ambulance is in there an ambulance in the house so apparently what happened was Hannibal couldn't see with the mask on as the blood hunter and he was he spiked the, the the guy too hard or something like that you know and the guy was all bloodied up and you know and then people are coming in the back saying where's the murder weapon the police is like attempted murder weapon and I'm like, like it's I'm like what what are you guys what the fuck's going on you know but it was it was pretty brutal, man. The guy, the kid, got really freaking. It wasn't a kid; he was an older guy. He had a family. His daughter was there. He was all hammered up in the head. He had all dents in his head and everything. And oh my he God. got blood poison, blood poisoning from the the the. Apparently, the spike was rusty or had paint on it that gave him blood poisoning or something. So the guy, I feel bad for the guy, but you know what? The guy did pay his way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, kind of you know, it, 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 nobody wants to get hurt like that. You know, the bottom line is nobody wants to get hurt like that. So. You know, but um, Hannibal got a lot of heat for that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, hey, it's, I, I don't know. I don't right. know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it was one of those stories that happened. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, fuck, you know. Look, I I, I I got no heat with anybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I, I try to keep 
everybody at peace and 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 try not to get you know too crazy with everything that goes on. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. Oh, no, I'm not no. really tired. I'm just yawning. <laughs> it's the sun. The sun took a lot out of me today, so that's that's what does it, you know. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, um, that was one of the things that happened. I mean, um, I been, I did I did the Hannibal's podcast quite a few times. Um, Animal's a nice guy, he's a nice enough guy. I mean, he's a, a when he puts that mask on, he becomes a blood hunter. He his personality is like whoa, just, you know. So yeah, yeah, he can turn that switch, man. Oof, that's that's crazy. But nice enough guy, you know. I mean, I get along great with him. I mean, I mean, I brought him down to get stem cells in New Jersey from Integrated Pain Management. I brought Gangrel down. I, I I got Brian Blair turned on to it. And, you know, I helped a lot of the boys in uh, Integrated Pain Management. And my friend, Dr. A Angelo Caprio and his son, AJ Caprio Jr., um, they've done amazing things for a lot of the boys. Hannibal was also one of them. He had a torn bicep. And uh, they 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 pretty much helped him fix that and helped Gangrel's back, getting him back to his on his feet. Brian Blair had some major back surgeries, so they helped him a lot. Um, Wesley Walker from the New York Jets. Um, uh, Enzo comes down. Enzo More comes down. Eric comes down for uh, transfusions and stuff like that with with stem cells and vitamin transfusions, which is pretty cool. You know, we all do that, and you know that's in New Jersey. And um, they'll be integrated pain management is going to be at WrestleCon also. So, you know, they'll be down there. So yeah, so you know, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that 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 that, are, that I'm, I'm I'm involved with, which are pretty cool, you know, which might transcend wrestling, you know. So well, I mean, I can't wrestle forever. I am 56 years old, you know. Geez, no, you're not, so, are you? You don't. You don't look a day older, yeah. my friend. Holy fuck! <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. I mean, uh, I appreciate that. You know, I got a beautiful fiance that keeps me young. You know, I mean, uh, so you know, my girl's a knockout. You know. My girl is red hot. Your gal ain't diddly squat. <laughs> so awesome. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, no, uh, it's it's in all honesty. I'm I I I I I I mean, look, we all we all have our shit, and I've been going through my own, you know, in a lot of aspects, and I'm sure you've read some of the stuff that's been going on. You know, a lot of bullshit goes on, but you know, what I'm saying, I mean, you know, you can't stop what people want to write about you and the bullshit that people want to put out there, you know what I'm saying? They want to put out bad karma, but you know, you just try to, you know, keep, it's hard to keep a positive outlook when, when people bash you, you know what I'm saying? Nobody likes to hear sh no. bad shit, especially lies and shit. That's not true, you know? So, but, uh, and you know what? One day at WrestleCon, you know, if you want to dress all that, we can, we can <laughs> get all yeah, well, well, we'll either do it at WrestleCon or we'll do it at the, on the podcast with you again. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. So, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, there's Kevin's looking forward to coming back on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure Gangrel will be willing to do your podcast. We'll give him a holler. And, and, you know, a lot of the guys from CCW, uh, coastal championship wrestling that I work for with Florida and, uh, and Nilio Costa Como. He's, uh, he's got a CCW, CWF down there. And, you know, um, you know, we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, I want to do some little bit of little, plugging over here um if you like coffee get the reinforcer roast um uh, from janet's coffee roasters uh the reinforcer slash the reinforcer coffee so go to janet's coffee roasters.com and you can pick up yours you also see me on cameo if you want a personalized video greeting a fuck you i hate you 
I broke up with you. If you can't break up with your girlfriend, I'll break up with her for you via cameo. But you got to pay me first. So, you know, it doesn't matter. So, you know, I'll sing happy birthday to your grandma or I'll punch your grandma in the mouth via the phone, the fist or the phone. So we can have a lot of fun with Cameo. So, you know, if you want a personalized message from me, hit me up on Cameo, uh, Andrew Anderson, wrestler, actor. And then you also have, uh, I have a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, um, February 17th, Kevin Sullivan, myself, will be there uh, with, at the New England Fan Fest in Warwick, Rhode Island. Karen will be there with me. The lovely Miss Karen will be there at the table signing autograph pictures and brand new, beautiful, beautiful modeling pics that she has done. Um, also, we have coming up February 25th for Battlefield Championship Wrestling out of uh, out of Pennsylvania. I'll be there with uh, for Alpha Junior's company. I'll be working for them uh, Sunday, February 25th. Uh, then I also have, I want to say, I think March 24th at the... Um, uh, March 24th, the American Dream Mall in uh, Secaucus, New Jersey, or is it Rutherford, New Jersey? I'm not sure which one is which one is. I think it's Secaucus, New Jersey. The American Dream Mall, one of the biggest malls in the world. It's got its amusement parks. It's got a uh, uh, a water park in there, an amusement park with a roller coaster. It's got all these different stores, and it has a um, uh, an aquarium in there and everything. But wrestling will be there for the very first time for American Coliseum wrestling. So, uh, so I'm going to be there with that in a dog collar match against the Barbarian Usurper, so who blindsided me uh, December 10th in uh, Avastron, New York. So I'm wow. following that one up there, and uh, then I have a few more shows. Um, March 3rd, March 2nd, I am in Delaware, uh, Houston, Delaware, at the Houston, Delaware uh, Fire Company for one CW company I worked for for many years, and I'm coming back after being away for many years. So um, uh, I'm going to be there, and uh, that's on March second. So we got a lot of stuff coming up, and um, of course, uh, Chiller Theater is coming up at the end of April. So go to chillertheater.com, and you can see me there. I'll be there signing autographs at that. And let's see what else. <laughs> There's so many different things coming up, and I, I can't remember everything off the top of my head. Karen, Karen has has uh, has my book with her somewhere, you know. But uh, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing pretty good, aren't I, babe? <laughs> You're amazing, so, You're amazing. <laughs> I can't rem I can't rem I can't remember what I ate this morning, but I remembered all that shit. How's that? <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, tell Karen uh, have a good night. Thank you again. Uh, you know, speaking of Karen, though, I also want to get a story from her, uh, Denro, too, because you said that she helped put away Bill Cosby, and that's a whole other thing that I want to. Yeah, she she actually helped. She was one of the people who who uh, um, assessed him as a sexual predator. Right. So yep. that's, that's crazy. So that's I want to dig into that. There's so much I want to dig in <laughs> with you, man. There's so yeah, she's going to be actually she's going to be actually at a, a training in Jamaica when we're at WrestleCon. So she's not going to be there, but. Um, we can do it. We can have her on one of the podcasts when me and Kevin come on. She can come on and give you a little bit of her story and how she got involved, how we met, and everything. And uh, and look at look at this. Not many girls can say that they learned how to do high cross bodies off the top rope from Jay Lethal. So Lethal, wow, nice. Jay, 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 Jay was there when she came in to do some training and we teach her some managerial spots. And uh, yeah, she's 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 an athlete. She's an athlete. She's a She's she, she at a quick learner and she gets it. And, uh, you know, really, really cool. Really cool. 
That's awesome. I told you I told you the spot with the prosthetic leg. Did I tell you that one? Uh I don't think you did. I don't think you okay. did. Okay. I'm gonna do I'm gonna run right, you got a minute? I'm gonna do it. Yeah, we got tell you, we did a we did a spot where I shit can my opponent and I shit my I shit can myself out of the ring. My opponent follows me. He slams my head into the ring ring steps. He turns around. Karen grabs a cane from an old woman in the front row, just grabs a cane out of her, goes to hit my opponent. He turns around. She stops. He pulls the cane out of her hand. Okay? Yeah. She He's waving the cane at her, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, please don't hit her. She's not a worker. You know what I'm saying? Not yet in any way. So while he does that, I look over, and I, my eyes went like this. There was a guy in a wheelchair with a prosthetic leg. Oh, no. I popped the button on the prosthetic leg, pulled it off, <laughs> and proceeded to bash my opponent across the freaking back of the head, back in the back of his head with him, hitting him with the sneaker part, popping him in the head till he had sneaker oh. treads on his forehead. Oh, you know? God. Threw him back in a ring and, and went to the guy, went over back over to the guy and, and very politely said, Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> that's awesome so that was in pennsylvania for, for jack molson's company um that was uh december 9th or 10th for jack molson's company he's got a, a a budding company out there too in pennsylvania he had a pretty good crowd so you know but there's a lot of companies that i'm working for and a lot of a lot of great talent out there and i like working with a lot of the younger guys and meeting them and you know and trying to slow them down and, and teaching them how to do it you know the old fart way you know what i'm saying Right, right, Which yeah. is why I'm my age and still doing it because I don't do fucking too many suicide dives. I've never done a suicide dive in my life. Why would you? You know? <laughs> why would you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? So, you know, I'm trying to stay alive, not commit exactly. suicide. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's called wrestling, not fucking Cirque du Soleil. But anyway, you know, exactly. them kids, you know what I'm saying? Them, them, them kids. Them kids. So, kids yeah. Them kids. So, but... <laughs> Oh my, Andrew, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time tonight. I can't believe it's always been forty-five minutes. I was only expecting fifteen, but hey, man, time flies when you're having fun. Listen, listen, you guys have been very good to me, and and I appreciate it. And uh, I'm having a good time with you guys. So, thank you so much for everything you do, Aaron. Message me tomorrow and let me know how you like the podcast. Absolutely. All right, Brother, all right, pal. Every guy, everybody, you're watching the BWF podcast right out of Canada. I'm coming here from Costa Rica. I'm in your home right now. Just remember, watch the BWF podcast, because if you don't, Aaron's is going to come to your house and punch your mama in the mouth. That's right. Wow, Mish. Uh, it seems like you and him just uh, really got something good going on there. You guys are buddies behind the scenes, too. Hey, how often are you guys chatting? Almost on a daily basis now, it seems. It's crazy. <laughs> Should I be jealous or what's going on here? Be jelly. Be jelly. Okay. I'm a little jealous. You know, he might be able to be a better talker than me, but he certainly, I hope, does not know how to run the boards to be able to play funny sound effects, uh, but not very well timed. <laughs> Let's see you do that, Andrew. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to hanging out with him and uh, him bringing some buddies over to the live BWF continuous live stream podcast.
Oh, Aaron, what are we going to do there? I mean, we get up to enough trouble when we're not together. (laughs) It's true. It's true, man. We haven't seen each other in a while. It's going to be great. Fuck, we haven't seen each other since May of 2022, double or nothing in Vegas. That's right. That's right. COVID. COVID happened. Lots of stuff happened. Lots of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Spiraled spiraled down. Took me months to recover from that trip. But it's not going to happen this time. We're going to be on the up and up. We are, my friend. And it's going to be so much fun. And say we're going to have Gangrel. We're going to have all kinds of people joining us, man. It's going to be great. Um, Moving on, though, we have this week the Chronicles. My friend, this is... I am. Ex- I cannot remember the last time I was this excited actually to get into the Chronicles for you and the BWF Nation because, you know, as a wrestling fan, WWF oh, fan. Hold on, Bish. You launching oh. into it. I got to do the thing. Okay. I was just thinking I gotta I gotta watch my mouth around you now because I, I do not want to be replaced by this uh, Andrew Anderson. So please, oh. that's a nice hell of a nice shirt you got there too. It's crisp, crisp and white. Yes, a good friend of mine gave it to me. You're damn right. <laughs> Thank you, brother. <laughs> so don't mention my pleasure. I uh, love you very much. Thank you for everything. I am uh, all ears to hear about this. Bret Hart, Jerry Lawler thing, as I alluded to in the intro, when I started watching wrestling, I had no idea about the backstory of Jerry Lawler. He was a commentator, and he looked like a real old man, and I had no idea why he was wrapped up with uh, arguably the biggest star in the WWE at the time. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He he made a deal with Vince. Uh, Vince really wanted him on the on the WWF team, so he made a deal to come over and sign the company. In that deal, uh, apparently, I I didn't even know this, but he uh, he got WWF people to go down to Memphis to his own promotion, USWA, and you know have some cross promotion matches going on down there. I had no idea. Like I, I did know that the Undertaker was down there at some point to wrestle Kane before he became Kane, you know, and stuff like that. But I had no idea how deep it went and how intertwined the Jerry Lawler Bret Hart story from the WWF 1993 was transitioning over into USWA at the same time. This is fascinating shit. I think it's the only time that I can recall where two promotions uh, doing the same storyline. You know, intertwining it with Brett and Owen being face in one company and they're the heels down in Memphis. So they switch roles. It's it's great stuff. I can't wait to show it to you. That's cool. I I remember and I'm not sure if I saw it, but this was also Vince was on the TV down there a little bit. And it was the beginnings of the Mr. McMahon thing because he was also a heel. Dude, I started going down a rabbit hole. We'll have this dive into it some other time but there's vince mcmahon you know interviewing jerry lawler talking about tommy rich and bill dundee and like all this stuff and like vince just making fun of the memphis crowd i mean like it's it's mind boggling it's, it's as a wrestling historian you know thing it's 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 crazy like i i it's so different from the vince mcmahon that you see on tv at the time as you know the very 
commentator, you know, the Vixen Man commentator, yeah. and I agree on this, but it's, yeah. it's like you said, it's the beginning of the Mr. McMahon character years beforehand, and it's partner French, fucking fascinating. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so that's what's going down on Memphis TV, and and cool thing, and something that I wasn't aware of. Uh, and I think that if you were probably like a kid like us, you would not be aware that this was going on in Memphis, no. um, which would I guess be the point, right? Because they don't want to show Brett as being or Vince being anything other than uh, squeaky clean. So okay. we're in 1993, and to set the uh, the table here. We've, uh, we are after WrestleMania nine, Brett has lost the championship to Yoko Zuna. He is supposed to be on track to take on, uh, Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam to win that title back. Not happening. Terry is leaving. Vince says, okay, Brett, I can't give you a world title shot with Terry, but I can. Take a shit on your back. How about that? No, he says, I will bring back the royal or the uh, king of the ring, and you're going to be the king of the ring. And uh, Brett has, and I don't uh, stop me if I'm stepping on your talking points, but Brett has uh, a great night in terms of putting together three completely different matches with three completely uh different ideas and psychology and a really uh great way of showing what it means to be the king of the ring really this might be bret hart's greatest night as a wwf superstar besides wrestlemania 10 when he won the title um he has he said three different completely different matches and they're all classics in their own way the especially the one against mr perfect i mean we can watch that over and over and over again uh, just a masterclass by Brett the Hitman Hurt and just showing you why he's the best in the world at this point. Um, but no, he was supposed to win the title back from Hogan. You're right. But then Hogan didn't want to do the job to Brett, didn't think that Brett was in Hogan's league. So Hogan decided to job the title back to Yokozuna in a shit job, screw job finish, and then go off to WCW. So, yeah, the, and it was a, a awful match with a nonsensical finish. Nobody looks good, but Terry doesn't care. Uh, meanwhile, Brett's out here uh, beating up um, our boy Razor, beating up Mr. Perfect, and uh, finishing Bam. with Bam Bam Bigelow. And uh, right there, apparently, Bam Bam Bigelow farted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> I was going to say it. And I mean, what an appropriate week for us to bring up that people are farting each other's faces. Hey. Oh, yeah. So, said. <laughs> so here we go, Brett. Yep. Brett's got his scepter. He's got his crown. He's about to have his coronation speech here. And Jerry the King Law will interrupt him. So is Jerry in the company at all at this point? Yes. And he is commentating at this point or commentating yeah. I mean, he looks like he's 50 years old here, but he's probably in his what? How old is he? I wonder. Like probably in his early he's probably around our age, is he? No. Honestly, yeah, mid late 30s, early 40s, yeah. Yeah. What what's he saying to Brett over here anyway? Uh he's probably just talking about him being the king, isn't he? That would be my guess. <laughs> 
a lot of nerve for guys. Um, how far do we go into this feud? Because kissing feet is something that goes almost the length of this to the, uh, to Isaac Yankum, isn't it? This feud is literally two years off and on. Exactly. And, and it's cool, and we'll get into it, so I won't bring it up too much now, but it's cool how it's not the main focus, but it is always there, right? It's always there, yeah. Um, even when uh, Lawler, we'll talk about it more, but when he yeah. comes back for he's on commentary even if he's not feuding with brett he's always picking on brett and picking on Stu and helen the whole yeah thing. yeah very uh hilarious stuff that he says about Stu and helen uh and there he is so he beats him up and when you know it SummerSlam 93 is just around the corner and we got the match that everybody thinks is gonna be uh i guess a, gr a great one uh brett versus jerry but uh before we get there i guess we're gonna see some of this Memphis stuff? Cause of the little incident that happened at the WWF's King of the Ring tournament. Well, let me give you a little bit of a history lesson about Bret Hart. A few months ago, the WWF stormed into Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, Bret Hart got confronted by Jeff Jarrett. Jeff went down to the matches in Memphis at the Pyramid and, and just basically issued a challenge. And Bret Hart said, oh, sure, Mr. Jarrett, I'll be glad to defend the title against you just some other time. Just give me a call. I'll get back with you. Jay. And he is a baby face down here while doing this stuff up in because we found out then that he was not a man of his word and then i told everybody in the wwf i said look what are you having a king of the ring tournament for when there's already only one king of wrestling i told them all that i warned them and then i mean when he talks like that it's very reasonable and that's exactly what happened now brett the hitman Hart won the tournament and i showed him who the real king was everywhere i go People come up to me and say, hey, King, when are we going to see the old King? When are we going to see the guy that we started calling the King around this area? Well, the old King is back, and Brett the Hitman Hart knows it. I don't go around calling myself Macho Man Jerry Lawler. I don't go around calling myself Hitman Jerry Lawler. I don't go around calling myself Superstar Jerry Lawler. So, yeah, I resent it when somebody tries to call themselves the King. Well, now I think Brett, the hitman Hart, knows who the real king is. Just like everybody around the USWA has always known. I am the king and will always be. Uh, yeah, completely uh, understandable. I mean, but then you see him. At <laughs> they cut to him just throwing a chair at the guy. It's like, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I warned him. I said, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the king. Uh, don't take my gimmick. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And so now we see Brett's retort. Yeah. Well, this Monday night, when I come to Memphis, I'm going to settle a few scores. One of them is with Jerry, the so-called King Lawler. Here's the guy on national TV that's had the nerve and the gall to walk out and just declare himself the king. Well, I got a little dispute with that. I'm the king. I earned it. I did it. And Jerry Lawler and all you southern people in Memphis are going to find out the hard way that the hitman, the excellence of execution, is everything he says he is. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there...
yeah, Brett sort of has his sort of end points always of like if he's floundering, it's like excellence of execution and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, pretty good. Um, you know, he, he, he's not a great baby face there. I don't know Dude, what I'm doing oh, here. Brett's supposed to be the heel here. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, my bad. I'm confused why my screen is all of a sudden really dark. Yeah, it's almost black. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I did there. Anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, sorry. So yeah, he's not a great heel. He's he will go on to be a better uh, one when he is uh, doing his thing in '97. Um, I don't want to play too much of it because I don't want uh, copyright stuff happening. But does he get into Memphis people are stupid and all that kind of stuff? He does actually. Yeah, he makes yeah. fun of them. He has yeah. them all going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool um and then what do we got uh coming up so this is all so this is all happening on memphis is it what's going on do we know what's going on wwe tv while um they're getting ready for SummerSlam? the summer slam yeah yeah uh yeah so this is a match here where uh if you skip ahead i think to the five minute mark we're gonna start hearing jerry lawler uh, taunting Stu and Helen Hart, who are up. Brothers and sisters, is that right? Look at Mr. Hart here. I guess he... There you go. There's music. You used to not take no for an answer. Now you're at the age where you won't take yes for an answer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> None. Oh, you, so you you had twelve kids. So Brett's got eleven brothers and sisters. Is that right? Look at Mr. Hart here. I guess he used to not take no for an answer. Now you're at the age where you won't take yes for an answer, aren't you? <laughs> you're the self-appointed king of the ring, eh? The what? Self-appointed king of the ring. Uh, anybody understand what he's saying? I got a clue. Why don't you put your false teeth in backward and eat yourself to death? <laughs> We apologize, now listen, folks. I want to ask you a little bit about that Raw. boy of yours. See the one laying flat on his back down there? Um, I, I love Jerry Lawler looking back at it now. I hated him at the time. Like, he was such a um, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Honestly, but, you know, man, looking back on it now, he's, he's great. He's great. Yeah, it's funny to say that stuff directly to their face like that. So, yeah, so he starts insulting uh, Stu and Helen, and oh my God, are we, wow, we're not even close to the SummerSlam. I'm, I'm just reading it up here now, so. Yeah, no, 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 not even close. Yeah, so, wow, so this is all, so SummerSlam, Kingery is still in June, SummerSlam is in August, August. so this is all happening in the summer months, wow. Very depth. Uh, what we have coming up next is, uh, a, a heel promo from Brett and Owen Hurt. Oh, sorry. Come on. Uh, okay. Uh, it's a very quick one. I just find it really interesting to see the Hurts, you know, as, as heels uh, together doing a heel promo. It's, it's, it's great stuff. You were 100% right. You were exactly right when you told me what kind of welcome I was going to get in Memphis. They talk about Graceland. Well, it's just Graceland. That's what it was. Because last time I was in Memphis, 
You know that scumball Jerry Lawler? He didn't have the guts to try to take me on by himself. He had to have everybody he knew, his brothers, his uncles, his friends, his neighbors, and his pitiful fans, all there backing him up, running in, and involved himself in my match. That's why, Owen, you, you, put, you put the nail on the head. You hit it right on the head. Jerry Lawler, you are a gutless coward, and you are going to pay for all the horrible things you said about my mother, all the things you said about my father, Classic wrestler promo stuff. I love it. Because things have changed. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. I don't feel any respect. Rocket, it's you and I. You know what you and I is? That's good grammar. They don't know anything about that in Memphis. <laughs> awful, awful, Brad. Jerry Lawler, you and your kin, your buddies, your mates, bring everybody you got. Bring them all down because it's not going to make any difference. Because you're stepping in the ring with the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Right, Rocket? That's right, Brett. You know what they're calling it? The mother of all matches. Jerry Lawler, you can bring your buddy Jeff Jarrett. You guys can step in the squared circle with the best there is. Press the Hitman heart and the rocket. And I assure you people, they're in Memphis. You guys are going down, Jerry Lawler. I don't like what you did to my mother. I don't like what you did to my... This is, uh, what, seven or eight months before Owen would actually turn heel at the Rumble in 94, right? Yeah. Be the mother of all matches. And mark my words, Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, it's going to be one mother of a match when the rocket and the Hitman put the boots to you guys in Memphis. If I was Vince and I saw that own promo, I'd be like, I'm giving the mic to the wrong guy here. And Vince is like, uh, uh, Brett's like, I before E except after C because you can't see me down in Memphis because you got no glasses. <laughs> that's pretty spot on, actually. I mean, that's pretty much it, isn't it? And this leads so to to a cage match yes yes this leads to a cage match uh this would have a stipulation where if lawler were to lose the match he would refund the money that he earned from the show to the fans wow okay that's a cool stipulation so where's the where is the k okay there it is yeah see yeah. the is people that down in, they don't have the same I mean, I hate to give Vince his due on this day of any day in particular, but you got to paint that thing blue if you don't have the lighting so people can see what's going on. Exactly. Because everybody knows the people down in Memphis can't see anything because they don't got their glasses. They don't got their glasses. <laughs> That's good shit. That's good shit. Oh, yeah. And so uh and Owen is out there too. So um is there is there color in this match? Do they get bloody? No, but we get to see the giant Gonzalez botch to finish. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh man. <laughs> wow. Look at that. It actually looks Oh, 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 he's Swerve. Swerve. Oh, he? I thought that he was like wrenching back with. Uh, oh, is that what he's doing? Is that what he's doing? I think he's, yeah, wrenching back on him. Oh. <laughs> so, it, so did, did he mess it up then or? 
Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Still, it's interesting. <laughs> Double J. Why is John Gonzalez there? Like, why is he even involved in this feud? It makes no sense. I don't me. know either. Oh, nice. there you go. Beautiful. That's the that's the very same pile driver that would change the course of wrestling a couple of years later. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny here. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. Get out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now nah, the time has passed. Fuck. Gotta have these goddamn things next to me at all times. What things? Anyways, all right. So, uh, so is Giant Gonzalez is in the Federation at this point too, or no? He is. Yeah, he's got that bodysuit on. Yeah, he's in the Federation. Anyway, so Giant Gonzalez oh. helped. Win the match. <laughs> so how how is it that the match ends without Jerry refunding everybody? It's a disqualification, I guess. Or yeah. then we got uh, Jerry Lawler giving Owen Hart four Paul drivers in a USWA title match. Mm, great stuff. So there's yeah, we can actually see the the last few minutes of of the match here. We can skip it ahead a little bit if you wish, but it's really cool, man, just to see. Owen and uh, Jerry Lawler, you know, going at it. Because Owen Hart jumped him before the start of the bell, came from the back of the Coliseum, around the other way, opposite of the dressing room. his punches that double j has too where they're like wicked looking wicked looking yeah, yeah. the king and now the way on the rocket Owen Hawk and Lawler boy looking for Hardy there Hart says all of a sudden hey let's be friends sticks his hand out oh yeah Lawler grabs his hand touch him up There you go. He, there you Owen go. is gassing out Jerry by making him do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> all right. And now, finally, after all of this, we are going to the SummerSlam promo. What do we got here? Really have underestimated the Hitman. I guess you haven't been keeping up with exactly what the Hitman can do. You went and jumped me after the King of the Ring tournament, and you beat me like a dog. And then there's my brother Owen. 
You know what you did to my brother Owen? I'll never ever forget. But you know, the worst thing you could have done is drag my entire family in. That's something that really bugs me. That's a line that you should never have crossed so that I don't involve my family in my personal business. But you want to drag my family in? That's fine, because you've crossed the line, and I am going to take you in the SummerSlam, just like the kings of old. I will execute you, and I will chop your head off. And that'll be the last anybody ever hears of Jerry Lawler. I mean, it's such an obvious thing. You should go uh, execute you because I am the excellence of execution. Should have given that note. Uh, yeah. So we got a decent promo from Brett, though. You don't see it is. Time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For very often. So, yeah, it was cool to see that. So now we got uh, now we got the big SummerSlam match, uh, which is uh, been hyped up. They've been doing double promotions, and uh, I guess we're not going to watch this, but um, we see Jerry coming out at the match uh, with uh, on crutches, right? Yes, and he is so good here on the mic. I wish we could actually. Uh, watch more of it i actually couldn't find the video i searched the internet forever i couldn't find wow. anything but yeah but he comes he comes out and he's trashing the crowd he's limping he's on the crutches and he says he's going to bring out his appointed court jester doink this is great stuff on the mic i know it sounds ridiculous saying it out loud but go back and watch it it's funny fucking shit it's good and stuff. it's heel doink too which everybody yeah. kind of agrees wasn't bad it was pretty good heel doink was pretty good Heeldoink was awesome. Heeldoink comes out and he's got uh, his pail bucket full of confetti. He throws on the fans and then he goes to uh, to Owen and Keith and all of them and he throws a bucket of water on them. And, and, he yeah. gets Bruce, I think, right? Yeah, and they, they're fucking climbing over the, the barricade trying to get at Doink. It's great shit. This, this stuff is great storytelling. The match, not so much. The storytelling is off the charts. Right, so uh, Brett wins originally but doesn't release the hold. Uh, on so, Doink, so Brett beats Doink. Lawler comes in with his crutch, hits uh, Brett with the crutch. They restart the match, have it uh, for Brett versus Lawler. That's when Brett just puts him into the sharpshooter, does not release the hold. The finish is revert, or uh, the decision is reversed. Lawler wins by disqualification as he's being wheeled out on a stretcher. He's given the whole <laughs> thumbs up. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Go watch this on the WB network because I'm sure it's there. <laughs> yeah. And so uh leading up to Survivor Series, where it's gonna be the everybody knows that the match that it ended up being, but it originally made a whole lot more sense when it's Bret Hart and his Hart brothers against Jerry Lawler and his knights, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh it was gonna we be We don't guys, get that so match. We don't get that match. No, Lawler was indicted for diddling little girls uh so he was off tv for a while i understand now why we're talking about this on this particular episode go ahead so he was off tv for a while sorry gone he's off tv dealing with the legal issues he comes back in 1994 as a commentator he said he's just uh on on there you know just picking at brett but not actually in a, a feud with him. The feud picks back up in 1995. In 1995, uh, William Shatner made an appearance on the January 9th edition of Raw. 
along with Bret Hart, and he got the better of Jerry Lawler on the King's Court. A month later, Bret Hart cost Jerry Lawler a battle royal by forcing Lawler to have both feet touch the ground as he, as he was trying to hop around the floor on one foot. Okay, I remember that. That's pretty fun. Lawler began to drag Bret Hart's name in the mud in February of that year. Lawler called Bret a racist after Bret won <laughs> the Wrestler of the Year award. Jerry believed that Bret won the award because the Japanese vote was not counted. This would lead to a feud with Hakushi. And if anybody remembers this amazing moment that made Hakushi, he takes Bret's head out of a bag. In one of those shocking moments of Ra in 1990. He opens up that burlap bag. And it, uh, Hukushi, we may have talked about it, but Hukushi was pretty awesome. Great. Oh, yeah. 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 Look at that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> so after that, uh, we would go into the in your house in may um brett would face both hakushi and jerry lawler in the same night uh, i just want to show you some uh, highlights from the brett and hakushi match because it's one of the better matches of that year it's really good stuff i can go back and watch this match all, uh, any day too yeah he was he was good he had a good look um and Brett was working with some real bad <laughs> programs at that point. Down Pierre Lafitte, you know, the pirate and stolen jacket. Yeah. All that. Yeah, it was really bad. But at least Brett and Hakushi got the show out here and said one of the better matches of 1995. I mean, they're just going at it. Look at that. Yeah. He looks, he's awesome, man. I mean, his hits are great. Um, was he with, uh, he was paired up with Cornette, was he? No, Hakushi? he had a. Yeah, Japanese. Um, oh, yeah. really? So there you go. Yeah, he wasn't ever going to be able to get to the main event then. You're going to break that glass ceiling if you can't speak to the American audience, unfortunately. Yeah. At that point, which, I mean, that almost to this day, right? And now we're talking about where's Okada going to go? And people are still saying you're not going to do as well in the WWE. And people had that uh, worry about uh, Nakamura. And they still kind of turn Nakamura's gimmick into him just being a Japanese guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. The first in your house. And so he beats Hakushi and loses the Lawler or. Yeah. 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 He beats Hakushi. Uh, but then there was uh, actually I, I can't remember how uh, Brett lost the Lawler, but uh, I think Hakushi interfered and then it cost Brett the match. So after that, Brett is on a tirade. There's Razor Ramon music playing. Is that this video right here? Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Well, that music. <laughs> Jerry 
just despise, I hate people that have excuses all the time. And I hate to have excuses. Because I gotta ask myself, how in the hell did I lose to you? What do you mean? You worthless little scum. One, this is around the, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of Jerry Lawler, uh, where he's looking at the camera and like kind of being cocky. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's definitely from this era. Okay. And two, this week marks, I think it's the 20th anniversary, but it is the anniversary of the Bret Hart um, Jam Up Guy promo on WCW. Do you know what promo I'm talking about? Jam up guy? The jam up. Uh, let's see here. It is. Like, if I say Bret Hart promos in WCW, what's the promo that you remember? Uh, El Park or sorry, El Dandy and Goldberg. Yes. There you go. So El Dandy's a jam up guy. This oh, week is, is okay, the anniversary okay. of it. Yeah. Crazy. I remember, I was thinking El Park and I knew it wasn't that, but El Dandy. Yeah. Dandy, yeah with my whole damn family to watch me kick your lousy stinking butt and you know what i let everybody down didn't i you got beat so you got me jerry low you got me right where you want me you've humiliated me you've trashed me you've embarrassed me like i've never ever in my whole life been embarrassed and I just want to ask you one thing, one simple thing. What is it going to take for me to get your lousy, stinking butt back in that ring one more time so I can destroy you once and for all? Oh, and it's there that we see long-term storytelling, long-term booking uh, come to a head because what does Jerry say is the stipulation for them to have another match? At King of the Ring, I think, isn't it? At King of the Ring. Well, let's go down to the next promo and let's see what he decides. Yeah, this is it. I can't wait. It's going to be the crowning moment of my entire life when I see you pucker your lips up and have to kiss my royal feet. Unbelievable. I kiss my foot match. Well, the king has some special training. Skip the whole thing. <laughs> you skipped the whole promo. The whole promo. Oh, well, you just announced the thing, right? Yeah, but he was going on about how he wasn't washing his feet for like two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. All it's right, getting right. late here now, Bish. <laughs> He's like, I got shit to do. Let's go, fucker. Come on. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got here? The Jerry Lawler promo to kiss the foot. We just did that. All right. So, yeah, they go to the King of the Ring. And in this match, Brett would win. Obviously, he would make Jerry pretty much suck his toe it looked like <laughs> and then yeah it was really weird and then he would make jerry lawler kiss his own foot which would make him vomit uh we can skip this yeah. one ahead 
12 minute mark if you want and watch the ending because it's I actually think, I think and I would hate to uh, be wrong here but I think you may have sent me the uh, the promo two times the king of Waller alright king go ahead you know ordinarily I have these lovely ladies clean and wash my royal feet every morning second of a bitch I'd hate to What are you doing? Trying to get the right video for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Go back and watch it. I'm sorry, folks. Shit, my bad. I, I fucked that one. I fucked the dog. Go back on YouTube and watch uh, Bret Hart shove his toe down the throat of Jerry Lawler. And this would lead to the debut of Kane because Jerry Lawler had to get his teeth fixed from kissing his feet. Oh, wow. Okay, there's a bit of logic there. I've forgotten about that. I thought that Jerry just pulled up with his dentist. No. Uh, it doesn't make it any better. Not You know, they could have went anywhere with this. They could, but Kane at the time as, was in uh, Memphis. So this is where he was discovered. And uh, yeah, Lawler thought this would be a great time to introduce him to WWF fans as the evil dentist Isaac Yankum. Now his gimmick down um and again I have no idea what's going on with my uh pitcher here but his gimmick down in um in uh Memphis was Unibomb wasn't it? He had a bunch of gimmicks down there but Unibomb was one of them yes. Yeah and so and this wouldn't even be the worst that Kane got before he became Kane. <laughs> no, it's not actually. DDS has promised me once he saw what you did to me that he is gonna extract some revenge himself. Because you see, Bret Hart, before he became the world's greatest dentist, he was also the world's greatest wrestler under an assumed name. And now, after he saw That's good. Under an assumed name. Uh, yeah, so sorry, I think I might have cut you off, but where does Glenn Jacobs go after uh, this little program? As you may or may not know, Glenn Jacobs would end up being the fake Diesel in the fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon storyline of 1996. Yeah, terrible stuff. But he would come back repackaged as the monster Kane in 1997, and the rest is history. I've never, I'm gonna listen to a promo here. I've never heard them. Me from getting at you? Well, you big tooth fairy. The next time you better bring along a guillotine. Cause nothing is gonna stop me from knocking your dirty, rotten, stinking teeth out of your mouth the next time you step in the ring. You wanna play dentist? Then let's play dentist, doctor. The hitman is gonna perform oral surgery on you with two of the most dangerous tools in the World Wrestling Federation today. My fists. You know, the last time we saw Brett the Hitman Hart, it was at SummerSlam. And he was hanging upside down with his Kong out and his eyes bulging out. He never looked better, did he? <laughs> Do you still have a sore throat, Brett? Well, let me tell you something. I'll bet that you thought Isaac Yankum, DDS, was finished with you. Uh-uh. You still have one more appointment with the dentist. And Isaac Yankum has promised me that he will extract the final revenge.
from Brett the Hitman Hart and pull that thorn out of my side once and for all. Won't you, Isaac? Brett Hart, <laughs> I can't wait to sink my teeth in you. Brought him back. Uh, <laughs> beak. And you couldn't see his face. Perfect gimmick for uh, Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. But yeah, they would end that feud in a steel cage match on Raw. Just the Yankum and, and Brett? So who won at SummerSlam? Um, no contest Brett, or? Yeah, I think it was no contest because Brett was tangled up in the ropes. He was being, uh, he was uh, tangled up. His head was tangled up between the top and second ropes and he was being choked out. Yeah. On his feet and stuff, and they were choking him out. So I think it was a shit job finish. And then the steel cage match happened on Raw where Brett would win, and that would effectively uh, end the feud. Man. Wow. Great stuff. Great stuff. It's uh, interesting that um, it went through this. It's one of the feuds that went through the transitional time of Hulk Hogan to New Generation, and it was like ended in the murky, goofy uh, Isaac Yankum, Duke Drosy, uh, Manitar sort of thing. Like it just got too goofy. Really, like um, even with Hakushi, it's like you're going good and it's all realism, and then the kiss my foot match, sure, you know, and then just a complete dive uh, yeah but that 1993 man that was some good shit huh like we need to go down this memphis uswa rabbit hole some more in the future because it it's so interesting i found a cage match between macho man and uh jerry lawler when macho man was a heel and stuff like that so i mean there's so much interesting stuff that i've never seen before that i'm just all giddy about <laughs> yeah and you know um i think that vince is going uh uh, is, is was at that point uh, much like now in a lot of legal trouble he's being sued by the government and he had brought in uh, Jerry Jerry Jarrett right and he was going to take over uh, booking if Vince went to jail so I'd imagine that has something to do with why we're seeing so much Memphis on WWE TV yeah yeah i guess if uh jerry's gonna do vince a big favor and scratch his back then vince better scratch their back as well yeah and i mean opinions for the shows are probably at an all-time high for memphis Not yeah soon. for sure gave jerry another run his last like significant run i guess uh before he would go on to being goofy horny pervert jerry lawler commentator yeah yeah so there you go <laughs> so we covered We've covered more than <laughs> Jerry Lawler has deserved, actually, on this show. So we did the uh, Andy Kaufman, one of our lowest rated uh, uh, podcasts ever. Um, and now we've done this. So let's hope that uh, we get a little bit uh, we get a little bit better uh, response from Jerry. Uh, touched on Jerry and uh, Terry Funk that one time, too, in Terry Funk's episode. Yeah, that's right. And we will probably go back to Memphis again, like you said. Um, Good stuff. Good stuff, Bish. Thanks. Learned a lot. It's a good episode. It is. Always a great episode. Thank you, BWF Nation, for joining us once again. Uh, you know, 
our audience is is awesome these days through the last four episodes we've reached over a thousand views uh things are just going great thank you everybody for joining us each and every week glad you like what you see and you keep coming back next week we're going to have an interview with independent wrestler the canadian goose from here in alberta my wife's personal favorite independent wrestler nice yeah can't wait for that that's awesome um great looking forward to it uh bish have you come up with like a sign-off thing yet or anything oh god damn that's a good idea we should have a sign-off thing um nope